I'm your man Edward Shelton from Starting Over Podcast, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. This is Swag Nito with Clicks TV, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is Skylar from Generation Clicks, and you're listening to Dial H. Ladies and gents, we are back. We're back with episode 122 of Dollies for Hero Clicks. How the hell are you out there in podcast land, kids? How are you? Ladies, Hopefully gentlemen, good. kitties. Well, I'm a little disappointed because it's Christmas season and there's a severe lack of Clicksmas going on. That's true. No 12 days of Clicksmas. I mean, oh, you going to blame this on Drew again even though he's here? All right. Yeah, yeah we no, can't blame see, Drew this year. He's not the Clicks Grinch this year. I think he's passed on the mantle to uh, Harry Dempsey. See, it's the 19th. I haven't seen Harry Dempsey in a while. That's true. <laughs> guy's got a point. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, is it like the Santa Claus? Like, did Harry defeat you and then take the no, card out of your pocket? No, they kissed each other and it passed the power. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> At least I'm kissing somebody, Austin Smith. <laughs> oh, that, Shots that, fired. That's deep. Yeah, it, I mean, it's the 19th, so this would have been the fourth day of Clicksmith if we were going to get the 12 days of Clicksmith. I'm a little, like, that was kind of a fun little that thing to look forward to every year. So kind you of, know what, though, guys? We will provide the days of Clicksmith, you know, since Wiz Kids oh, is slack. You're going to get one podcast oh, and... No, yeah. we'll we'll do some Facebook posts. How about that? Share some. Are we gonna have so. to catch up the first four days, or is it gonna be the eight days of clicks? So make sure you follow us on Facebook, like us, whatever the fuck it's called on Facebook. Do that so that no kittens <laughs> get killed and no erections are had. No, you want if you listened last week. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who didn't is very confused, <laughs> and they're like, "The one week I missed kittens and erections. What happened?" What could have possibly happened? I missed this memo. <laughs> uh, anyways, anywho, there's no official news to talk about today, but we we did want to cover a couple things. So we talked last week about 1699 boosters and how retarded it was and all that good stuff. And, we did. And I said, we'll, we'll hold our pitchforks back till we get some more information. Hunter said that. We're gonna, I had my pitchfork ready, and I had that pitch port all over that torch, and I was lighting it. Right, shut up. You're going to buy one booster and get the super rare and just... I know. And sell it and then sell be it done. Make 40 bucks. And- so we are going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, I got a, We have a little bit more information. Still don't know all the details yet, but we will re-bring that up. Actually, we'll do that after we talk about this first major point of news. So there's another podcast called Comic Shenanigans. I've listened to it a couple times. They're, they seem like to do a pretty good job. They've been around a long time. Uh, they have even more episodes than us. And it's a mainly a comics-based podcast, but from time to time they do clicks. Uh, they talk about clicks. And they did an interview with WizKids president Justin Zirin. It was not an on-air interview. It's a written form. So while I'm looking at this, before I forget, I'm going to go ahead and share it on Dial H for Hero Clicks Facebook page. page. Where what happens if they follow it, Austin Smith? Well, they can read it. What happens if they don't like Dolly for Hero Clicks? Oh, I get to kill kittens. Exactly. I mean, two kittens. There you go. Every day that goes by. That racks up. It's ridiculous. Not to mention it's getting harder and harder to find stray cats these days. Well, if you follow us on Facebook, you'll uh, see this link that we're talking about. If you do not follow us on Facebook for whatever reason, go to Comic Shenanigans. That's all one word. Dot podbean.com and uh, try to track down the interview with Justin Zirin here. Is it is it 300 episodes we get we get an interview with Justin Zirin? I don't know. Apparently, maybe that's how it goes. You remind to be honest, me. if I was Justin Zirin, I'd be very scared of a potential episode. Oh, there's no way they'll <laughs> Just ever Just go do. listen to our, like, fifth episode, Justin Zirin, see what you think of us. If, if they ever decide to... If you guys ever hear us say... Someone from WizKids is coming on the podcast. It's probably because they have never listened to the actual podcast. Yeah. It's probably because the four horsemen are riding and the trumpets in heaven have sounded. <laughs> we are about as far away as the whole... Except Steve. Get, get Steve on yeah, here and we will Steve destroy on. him. I will make that man kill himself so on the podcast. I'm going to go over some of the questions and Justin's answers, and then we're going to kind of discuss some of them as we go along just naturally. Hey, Hunter Smith. The Dial H Facebook page just made a post. Mm. I get those notifications to my phone. That's pretty cool. That is useful. So, interviewer asks, To what extent has Marvel restricted the ability to make X-Men or Fantastic Four hero clicks? Very good question. That is a very good question. Because we never got an official one way or the other from them. I mean, it was all kind of hearsay. 
Uh, Justin Zierin says, Marvel, and for that matter, all licensors, ask us to support their current initiatives because they spend millions of dollars to promote and expose their property to new consumers. Being good partners, we support them where we can, and at the same time, we represent our interests and opinions as well. Marvel's been particularly good with giving us space to explore the IP as we fit, as we see fit. A good example is the upcoming Uncanny X-Men set releasing this spring. So, short answer, it's always a discussion. Sometimes it's a short discussion, sometimes it's long. But in the end, we get to a point that's mutually agreeable. So he kind of walks around the answer a little bit. If you notice... He didn't actually give us an answer to the question. Yeah. He did a damn good job of dodging it. He maybe he sure should did. run for Congress. But <clears throat> he did a good... He summed it up, didn't get into any specifics. So, to be fair, no one's been able to give specifics on that because probably yeah. because Marvel said, don't tell anyone we're telling you not to make. So, And, and maybe he's been told not to say anything, yeah. so we can't really blame him. But just so you know, no real answer there, unfortunately. That, that's kind of what we've heard before in the past, is that like DC pushes New 52, yeah. and then Marvel pushes the all-new titles and stuff like that for their for the upcoming season. And it makes sense. Yeah. Nathan Strzok asks, to what extent do you think WizKids owes transparent operations slash conduct to the fans of the product? This is a good question, too. So, to sum it up for you guys, Nathan is asking... These are written-in questions, by the way, from viewers just like you guys. Nathan asks... <laughs> viewers like from you. viewers like you. Nathan <laughs> asks... He's basically saying, do you... To what extent should WizKids show us more behind the curtain of what they're actually thinking, what they're actually planning, instead of what it seemed like for a long time, where it's just we don't find out about yeah. things at all. And all of a sudden, magical changes to everything. Uh, hence, just like, I mean, while we're on the topic, the Fantastic Four X-Men thing, like, there still has been no actual answer to that. Uh, Justin says, In our industry, you have a lot of passionate people as end users, retailers, distribu- distributors, and even employees. The demand for more information is at all levels is enormous. Having managed many product lines and businesses, all with passionate fans, I've seen companies spend so many resources being transparent only to realize that the underlying business was faltering. They took their eyes off the ball. I'm very careful to assign our employees to projects that move the company forward. As we've grown, we've been able to do a lot more of our core business with the same amount of people, and that has provided the opportunity for us to dedicate more resources to marketing and OP. My personal view is transparency is important, and companies should be transparent as they can, provided they keep the business healthy. In all honesty, transparency is healthy for businesses right up until the point where it consumes the business. What do I mean by consumes the business? Keep in mind that collectively the community has unlimited time and unlimited requests for information while the company itself has limited time and limited information in some cases. When we came from Tops to NECA, we decided to focus on the product and communicate factual information in a timely fashion with varying degrees of success. We've come a long way in six years with new websites, event system, email distribution lists, and more employees committed to the communication programs. We still have a lot of room to grow as well. I just want to be responsible about everything we do so that we're here for many years to come and continue to provide good product to our consumers. With all that in mind, we're trying to push more info out there in a way that works for our business. We haven't even we haven't structured ourselves to be the company with all its employees on the message boards. However, we're coming up with ways to share info, insights, and facts with the consumers and retailers in a scalable way. The short answer is yes, we can be more transparent, but that requires resources. In a business where margins are thin, it's hard to carve off a large section of staff to be community managers and still stay focused on the business and product. We've seen very positive responses to the new programs. We'll continue to expand programs like the Design Insight series of articles. I like that answer. So, again, um, he doesn't give a direct answer, but he does give us a little more of an answer than he did in the Fantastic Four interview. Um, He's given... The thing is, like, I, as someone who deals with, like, fans and stuff that ask for transparency and stuff... People underestimate how rabid fan bases can be for stupid crap. And yeah, and and on the in the same vein, how I don't know how, how hard it is to provide that information. That too, but how ridiculous other people may be. Like you may feel you may feel you have and may actually have legitimate questions. But for every one legitimate question you have, they have a million idiots asking them if you ever get on Twitter, you'll yeah, see what I'm talking about. We're Doom Patrol. Pete's sakes. 
They're coming. There's Doom Patrol. So it is hard. I mean, it is hard to filter that much information out. I can understand that. And that pulls away from, as he said, it pulls away from the core product, which is when he spends time doing that stuff, they're not spending time and money on the product. Personally, I think they, like he said, lately they've made a few pushes towards being a little more transparent. The, The Design Insight articles is a big thing. The watch list explanations is another huge thing. Yep. And so I agree with him. I think they're they're doing a better job now. I don't think, you know, I, obviously I don't know the the intricacies of, of their business and their, their employees and everything, but I think they are doing a better job now. And I don't think that they need to make any giant changes in transparency now. I think they're doing a good job of just yeah. slowly making small improvements here and there. Between the watch list and design insight, I think that's just enough information for me to feel happy as a player that I see the background that they're working on and what they're working with. I don't need to know exact shipping manifests. I don't need to know freaking crap like that, like some people seem to think that we're owed. Uh, Nathan Strzok asked, uh, just says, thanks for the recent rules changes as well as the rules articles. The increased transparency has been great as a long-time, long-time fan of the game, and, and Justin just essentially says, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> and that's that's something that we no have we've echoed and everyone has echoed and again it kind of goes to the last question we talked about it's it's the the more transparency the better uh they just have to pick their spots when they when they do it and and how how much time they devote to it aj reese asks how large is the team at WizKids, specifically the team that works on hero clicks this is something we've always wondered too and and we do get an actual answer here uh justin says there are about 20 people plus or minus working on the WizKids business we also share a few resources, logistics, finance, legal, with our parent company, NECA. So now he's saying, notice, he didn't say working on Heroclix, he said WizKids. So there's only 20 people WizKids. That's Wiz Dice Kids. Masters, that's Heroclix, that's attack, D&D Attack Wing, that's uh, Star Trek Attack. What's, or, yeah, what's that other game they did? Couriers? Yeah, yeah, Couriers. Pound for Pound, we're probably one of the more productive companies on a per-employee basis. i got to say that. Yeah, no, I'm baffled that the 20 people blows my mind. Yeah, he's definitely right. Explains a lot of things. It does. does. (laughs) When we talk with other companies in the industry, we find that they have many times the number of people running similar parts of our business. But our business is unique in terms of cash flow and cost expenditures. For those who might say, if you scaled up your business, you'd get more money to support it. We've been down the overstaffed company before in previous incarnations of WizKids, and it actually causes more issues than it solves. Given the, I think it's a typo, given how the business works, we think the current staffing formula is best. However, we have, we have identified areas that need some attention, and we're taking steps to get them handled. Playtesting. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I like that we get an actual question there, yeah, or an actual answer there, and... It does kind of explain things, and he does say they have had more in the past, and it didn't work out for them for whatever reason. Now, would it work out better for them at this point where they're actually selling it better from what we've heard? Again, we don't get official sales numbers or anything, but from yeah. what we've heard from retailers and, and local stores and everything, HeroClick's product sales seem to be up quite a bit. I mean, the ROC has helped that. The WizKids Opens has helped that. Um, the game we, has started to get attention from uh, the... The resurgence uh, of superheroes in general, I think, has helped. That, um, what's his name, being involved in the videos? Oh, Scott and, Porter. Scott Porter has helped that, you know. There are a lot of things that have helped this game grow a lot lately, over the last two years, I would say. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if, you know, change, adding another person or two would help them. I don't know. Maybe they're thinking about that. And he say, he does say well, they've identified some areas that need some attention. We're taking steps. Uh, maybe that means hiring two guys for game balance or and for I mean, this or that. I've dealt with a lot of companies, especially because of Kickstarter and stuff, where you have these small 20-man crews doing this kind of stuff. And he, he is right. I've seen, I've seen overstaffed companies kill themselves trying to keep everyone informed and keep their own company afloat. So AJ Reese has been asking some really good questions here. He has another one. How has WizKids been able to keep the price of a standard booster relatively the same price since the <laughs> carded era and stem the tide of inflation? Justin, now I may sum up some of this because we're getting super long in some of our answers here, but the previous question answers some of that, but first and foremost, we try to be responsible shepherds of the business. Part of that is leveraging our position as the largest 
uh, one and a half inch figure and dice ma manufacturer in the world across our businesses. Secondly, we don't hire irresponsibly and we try to keep resources focused on products. Now, so far, he's basically said what he just said in the yeah. last question. Part of how they keep the price down is by not having a million people work for the company. He also says price increases are challenging for consumers and manufacturers. Every increase puts the product that much farther out of reach. Also, it may be useful to let some of your followers know that every dollar at retail results in only a fraction of that revenue ending up towards our business. We try to exhaust every possible option at our disposal before we raise prices. In my view, price increases are the lazy person's way of getting profitable. Sometimes a price increase is necessary, but often it masks underlying issues with the business. <laughs> Overstaffing slash too many people, lack of control of one supply chain, cost creep. I've been asked several times over the past year if we, if we should raise prices, and my first questions are, have we pushed back on our suppliers? Have we challenged our belief that we need ex that we need expensive component X, Y, or Z? I'm not saying price increases aren't part of life. They are. We owe it to the consumers to make sure we exhaust every option available to use before we increase costs. It's good for us, and it's good for the consumer. Hmm. So this is one of the main... This is one we'll be talking about for a little while. Yeah. Um, because it goes with the whole $17 booster thing. And we talked about last week when we saw the way that the, the bricks were set up. There's, We're talking about Civil War for those who may be uninitiated. You did, you missed last week. You don't know what's going on with the kittens and, <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Erections week, were classy. We don't use terms like that. Last week we found out the way that Civil War is set up. In a brick, not a case, in a brick, instead of ten boosters, there are eight five-figure boosters. And then there are, was it two yep. OP two kit? Foil two OP foil random booster OP kit things. And then also two Battle Royale maps. maps. Um, those five figure boosters are MSRP $16.99. Um, you, you say now, that even after Justin Zero and just talk makes me. Now we. we we were trying to come up with potential, like, what the fuck's going on here? You know, and one of the things we said was, maybe there is not going to be a separate OP kit for the store to to pay for, you know. Uh, to, for those who don't know, who don't know what goes on behind a retailer store, <coughs> I can shed a little light, because while I don't own a store, I, I basically order for our store and kind of run that side of things, and I know how much everything costs him, and I try to make it where, you know, he's going to... He doesn't care about... Anyway, before we get into, de let's not get into details, but essentially what typically happens uh, now with the new OP style of kits, they don't do set OPs anymore. You know, when when Batman and Superman... Or when Superman and Wonder Woman came out, there was a very small OP kit. There was the Superman and there the was Maps. With Nick Fury, too. Superman um, and the Maps, Nick Fury had Winter Soldier in the Maps. That's it. Yeah. It used to be a lot bigger. Um, Actually, it's it, what happened was originally it was like that, and the older sets, even like back in Silver Age sets, yeah, used to be one figure and one a, or two. And then as it went on, like they started slowly expanding the OP kits, and then now they've scaled them back. Right around, uh, right before resources came out, actually, you know, like Chaos War was a like, big OP kit. Like GG Chaos War, uh, there were three in Batman. Um, right around the time of when the Infinity Gauntlet came out is when they really... Uh, well, actually, the Hulk set before it had a lot. Superman had four. Hulk had four. Superman had five, I think. Uh, anyways, they did kind of get big OP kit sizes there for a long time. That was right around the time we started actually playing competitively. Uh, since then, they have shrunk down those dedicated set OP kits, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised and maybe probably not even minded if they just totally got rid of those. Yeah. Because we get a, if you think about it, what did we get in the last one? We got a Superman. Well, how many fucking Supermen were in that set? Like, at least five. Yeah, but this We got a Winter Soldier. There was already a Winter Soldier in the set, in Nick Fury. Yep. Yeah. So, I kind of like these this new OP scheme better. We get dedicated kits that are all of, of a team that works together. It, for the most part, has been characters that we don't often get. You know, We're getting a moon night, bitches. So, I'm excited. <laughs> these new OP, the the way the new set OP kits were, 
the size they are, they don't cost the store very much, okay? Now, MSRP on a regular booster is what, $12.99? Yeah. Okay. So, the store, I can't speak for all stores, but I can tell you that the average price, I'd say in our area, in the Midwest, that a, that a store pays for a booster is about 7 bucks. Okay. Yeah, probably. Now, there are other things that go with that. There's I'm, shipping I, costs. There's... I'm just talking about literally the price for what they paid for the booster, for the product. Not talking about shipping, their overhead, their rent, their bills, you know, for the store, whatever. I'm just talking about the booster. It's usually about $7. So that means if a store charges full MSRP, they profit $6 a booster. Um you got to throw in the OP kit thing, though. They those OP kits are not cheap. The old ones were sixty bucks sometimes or more usually, especially for the the like the fear itself ones. Yeah, were even more. So effectively, um, it's like the store is buying half a brick extra that they're not going to make any money on. Exactly, and the store the makes no money off of unless unless you play at a venue where they charge you entry for OP that kits. you get nothing. Guaranteed in return. And that's how it used to be. That's a lot how of stores used to do that, yeah. Yeah, that's not how we do it, but that is how some places do it. Um, so just to give you a little behind the scenes how things work, that's right now, at least in our area, how most things go for stores. Now, the way that this new the way that Civil War is set up, there if there is no separate OP kit, which it doesn't seem there is from the solicits. I looked on the thing. You, there is none to order, at least not yet. Okay. There, WizKids is essentially suggesting that the consumer pay for the price support instead of the store. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's why they say MSRP seventeen dollars. That way, the store Isn't... is going to make the same amount of money as they were. In fact, if if they charge seventeen MSRP. They're going to make way more money than they were. Yeah. They're still only paying... Now, I, I should double-check this before I quote it. So, this is not 100% certain. I'll double-check uh, Tuesday, actually. But if these, if these boosters cost the same amount to the store, they still cost $7, then that's now a $10 profit per booster if the store does, in fact, charge sixteen ninety nine. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's gonna. Maybe the stores so are gonna have to pay, have to pay more. part of the OP kit, probably. But but you also have to consider they're only getting eight instead of ten. Yeah. Yeah. But in the end, they still would make more money than they than they were. Just some things to to think about for you guys to form your opinions to be more a little more well educated on the behind the scenes of things. That's pitchfork lowering to me. I think really um, the fact that. The OP kit, I, I did know the OP kits cost stores a lot. I know that we're relatively lucky locally where our stores are a little more uh, generous with their OP kits and stuff like that. Yeah. And how much they charge us to use them. Um, having there be no side OP kit the store has to buy and then binding it up with the Civil War booster bricks does change things substantially to me. And Now, it's up to your store to decide how much they want to charge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, Again, the the X factor here is how much is the store going to have to pay for these boosters? Is the is the cost for them going to be higher? Because if the cost for them is higher, this is a whole other discussion. Yeah, this is literally WizKids raising the prices. You know what I mean? This is if if WizKids is now charging them ten dollars a booster to make up for that three dollar or four dollar four dollar difference. If they're charging them say eleven dollars now instead of seven or whatever. That's a whole different story. Yeah. That is WizKids having a giant jump. That's a little bit higher than the average inflation race. That's a little bit higher than the average increase of minimum wage percentage. You know, yeah, you gotta, that's like a 30% jump. That's my problem with it is, small. so you go to your store, and you're, you're getting ready to play, and you, you get your boosters, and entry is... I, I'm thinking this has to be like a one booster per... Like, I think they're well, focusing on the Battle Royale. That's that. not confirmed, but that's what most of us are actually thinking the way yeah. it looks, is that it will be a, you're supposed to buy one booster. But listen, a lot of people, they're like, oh, okay, so I'm only paying $17 instead of 34 That doesn't change anything. That doesn't change. You're, you're still paying $17 for five figures. I've been, for against my better fucking judgment, I made a 
I got in a discussion about this whole thing on HC Realms. Oh, I immediately Why? regretted it. It actually <laughs> hasn't been as bad as old days. But anyways, that's some people's argument. That makes no sense. You're, yeah, still, you're still paying there. about 30% more per figure than you were. You're still, you're still paying, paying $3.50 per figure. You're paying $3.50 for an inch and a half piece of plastic. Yeah. You got to start to wonder, like, personally... To you, that maybe yeah. that's worth it to you. Maybe we're just saying to us that ain't fucking worth it. It's like, not even. It's barely worth it you, as it is. So say right it is. Now. So say it is two figure, you know, boosters. You go up there, thirty four bucks without tax yeah. for two boosters. That's forty dollars, basically. It's basically forty bucks. Once you know, a month. Day. Once a month. I, and this doesn't include like the rest of the month where you might buy like a booster here or there, or if a new, or if a new fucking set comes out. Well, it probably it pretty much will be. Yeah. Yeah. Right around the time. Uh, it's just like that. Which call? What do you? It's just. I do want to bring. I I believe Zirin when he says that. They try to exhaust all options. I kind of believe them too. I, I think honestly, that. what it goes down to is the whole X Y Z thing, where he talks about are there certain things that increase the cost that they can cut, and it's WizKids' choices on certain things that make the cost higher. In this case, I think the battle royale format and the extra maps and the way they're doing prizes and stuff. Then don't give us a map. Charge I, fifteen bucks a booster like look, you did. But that was so, their call was to give us a map. And some people like battle royales. Yeah. Bless their hearts. Yeah. Fuck I, fuck but that hurts my feelings. Battle royales are retarded. I'm They're sorry, dumb. especially for something that's supposed to be competitive and all that. But w- anyways, I digress. Okay, so let's some people like that, and if you like that, and you a- want to pay seventeen dollars for five figures and more fucking power to you, more power to you. But we're not gonna do that. That's all we're saying. That's that's all there is to it. So, um, as Austin said, I kind of do believe Zirin. They're just they're they're trying something new here. It is again the whole problem is we don't know for sure how much the yeah. store is going to charge. If the store if this store still pays the same amount per booster, then essentially WizKids is just trying something new here. They're trying they're trying out a new system. Instead of the store buying a separate OP kit, they pay they charge more and the consumer covers it. Fine, that's going to work out. Differently for you, depending on how what size your venue is too, how many players you have. Because if you think about it, you're going to need to have a venue that has, on average, a a, a total of increments of eight, right? Eight mm-hmm. or sixteen or twenty-four or thirty-two or whatever. Or else you're going to get stuck with a lot of product with seventeen dollars per booster worth of product. If you're the store, I'm thinking out loud. Because remember, you cannot sell those OP kits on yeah. the shelves. Nope, you can't. Supposedly, now we all do. <laughs> I've seen so many. A lot of places do, but you're not supposed. We're not going to name names specifically to protect these people, but uh... this is based on a true story. The true names of the actual participants have been changed to protect their identities. <laughs> but uh, except Ice T's name, it's except Ice T. Ice T is still <laughs> buying boosters. <laughs> Ice T can okay. You know who can afford to buy boosters at seventeen dollars? Probably Ice T. Ice T. Ice T can, and he's gonna go home and play Call of Duty Black Ops. So he's and be- look it, again. It's up to your store. If if your store is still only paying seven dollars, then maybe they don't charge the full sixteen ninety nine. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. I don't think most places will, but I know a few already, and I know one that probably will. Go straight MSRP. Because, I mean, I don't really... And you can't blame them. No, you cannot blame a store What does MSRP, MSRP stand for? It's manufacturers, retail. meaning WizKids, suggested retail price. It means this is what we suggest you charge the consumer. So if they put $17 on it, I can't really blame the store for charging $17. Nope. You know? That, and some of these store owners are not as knowledgeable as others, and they're not going to know any fucking difference. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what we're talking about right now, where we are getting in detail. And you know, we have all these when you're a store that deals with hundreds of products, you're buying stuff constantly, you're looking at it, and you're just going with what the manufacturer says that your stuff's worth. Like You can't sit there and barter yourself down on every single individual product that you don't know yeah. the back end of. Uh, it's like, um, I don't know... Like, you get boosters like sometimes you know you can get boosters for as low as ten bucks. Like 
at some places. Our know? local place charges ten bucks a booster. Yeah, you can get ten bucks a booster, and that's really good. Like they're making like three dollars profit on that booster. But yeah, we, but when you, factor factor in, when you factor OP in OP kits, kits he, uh, I can tell you right now, he's not making Jamie. Money. My store owner does not make any, literally makes no profit off, yeah. off of us. I do my best to make sure he gets his money back. And he has so far. He has made his money back. But he does not profit. But that is literally the best case scenario. I guarantee you no one else listening is in that same scenario scenario with their store. That is him being you know super, super buddy-buddy with us. I mean, he makes enough. He makes, and he, and as a person is not a very greedy, wants-to-be-super-rich type of person anyways. He wants to make enough money to pay his bills at the store, pay his family to work there, you know what I mean? Keep the lights on. It's just like at what point, and WizKids has to think about this, at what point do we drive players away with these high prices? That was actually the the thing we were going to talk about next, is that... And that's what I was trying to voice on Realms on my forum post is that other players were already feeling the same way, and I just kind of chimed in and agreed with them. Over the last couple of years, we've seen some growing trends that I think a lot of people haven't noticed. We've, we now have the prime... The, thing, the reason that these things go unnoticed is because they're actually yeah. pretty small. If Wiz, I don't believe they are. I don't believe WizKids is the empire and they just have <laughs> all these little things that they're planting these seeds of, of making more and more profit. But if they are, they're doing a good job because they're, they're small they're increments that are easy to go and notice. The Prime system makes it much harder to co- much more expensive to collect. I can voice personally. Yeah, that's... The price of collecting an entire set has more than doubled. Because effectively every from set. the Batman, the the Chaos War era. Do you know time. how much Nighthawk Prime goes for now? Sixty-five to ninety. That's what I was gonna say. Effectively, by adding a super rare Prime to any set, you add one fifty to seventy-five dollar figure to a you set. You know how much Ragnarok goes for now? Like fifteen bucks. Really? Yeah, he's really low. Huh. Uh, I didn't know he dropped that much. It's the it. You put these like high-powered meta figures that. You know, it's. It, so we have the prime system. This is one yeah. small increment. Number two, we've seen the distribution get shittier and shittier and shittier. Okay. It got really bad in um, the ratio used to be, yeah, the way it should be. The golden ratio. It's just. It's just and now. Not, it's fifteen common, fifteen uncommon, fifteen rare, 15 twelve super rare. rare. That <laughs> that also increases the amount of boosters sold. Yeah. Now. If that was all that was going on, it wouldn't be as big a deal. But you have that going on. You have the the MSRP jump per booster from nine ninety nine to twelve ninety to eleven ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. Now, if this continues, Civil War could be a specific thing. Could just be that this is the only set that is sixteen ninety nine. But agree. if it stays at that, you're now jumping from twelve ninety nine to sixteen ninety nine. These are all small. This is the reason this one is suddenly catching your attention is because it's not a small increment. It's a the nine ninety nine to eleven ninety nine. That wasn't that big a deal. Eleven to twelve ninety nine. That's not that big a deal. The switching to primes, the distribution going from fifteen. Uh, it used to be say fifteen ten six, going to fifteen fifteen twelve. It's not that gigantic. Of a thing, we bitch about it because this is all we have to talk about every week. <laughs> but if you're the average HeroClix player, yeah, you're yeah. not picking up on these small things. So, but and, as soon and then as you, you have the whole store, entity thing with them being the chases of of an OP kit set, set and all that stuff, a lot of people forget about this too. The price of Fast Forces has increased, yeah, and they don't put maps in them anymore. Nope. Oh wait, they don't. No, no. the last I haven't couple, bought one in a while, so I didn't know that they okay. got rid of starter sets pretty much. Exclusively, I think they might still keep it for movie sets. That's probably the smart thing to do, honestly. If I um, were them, if they get they raised the, the MSRP of the single figure boosters from two forty nine to three forty nine, and now on some sets three ninety nine. TMNT is probably going to be three ninety nine from what I was trying to when I was trying to figure it out. So to put that in perspective, if you were to buy a five figure booster of TMNT, you would be effectively paying eighteen dollars. You'd be paying Civil War prices, like yeah, pretty much. I don't, it's one of those things where it's like, and what we were about to discuss was They're gonna the impact price. on new players. They're gonna. It's already hard to maintain players as is in this game. The price point is really high for, and there's a good. 
It's not as bad of a barrier to entry as there is in other games, like Magic and stuff like that. Don't get me We've wrong. We've been saying this forever, but it's, it's, it's getting, getting closer, there. though. It is. It's so bad. Like, entities are so bad, guys. Like, they're... Well, equipment's going to help. I that, mean, but... like, okay, and so lack Ecl- of chases Eclipso in the helps. I mean, like, figures like Eclipso and Brainiac. But Brainiac's still a chase. That, they don't help. They're a super rare and a chase. Yeah. yeah. How is that I any different know. than the meat chase? But the the whole equipment changes that I was saying is yeah. going to help a little bit. But I'm hoping that they've learned their lesson a little on some of the things like no more chases and OP kits like that because Civil War and Age of, Age of Ultron had some, but they were really niche. They weren't like super. I I mean some of them are playable, but they're not like super good or anything like that. I'm hoping that trend continues into Civil War, and I'm yeah, hoping that's you know, random. You know what's bad about those Age of Ultron chases? They're not, like, silver ringed or anything. They're not unique, and they're all named Ultron. So, like, theoretically, if someone wanted to, and I think this is actually what WizKids had in mind, you could get multiples of those chases and be, just play those. You yeah. just, that's stupid. That's awesome. That's not awesome. But that's, no, anyways. No, you're, that's not we're awesome. We're away from A $60 it, yeah. figure should not be, like... A multiple play? Yeah. yeah. We're really shying away be. from... Well, the, the main thing is, as Austin said, they're they're gonna out price themselves. They are, and I think this will be the straw that breaks Kimmel's back. Now, here's the thing: people say, "Oh, well, it's probably not gonna stay at sixty ninety nine. You may be right, and I just, as I just said, right. I just said you may you're probably gonna be right, but buy sixteen ninety nine boosters like it's nothing. If I guarantee you, if Civil War sells like hotcakes at sixteen ninety nine, guess what the fucking average pro- booster price is going to be at the end of twenty sixteen? It's going to be sixteen ninety nine. It's going to be four. Yeah, they'll probably jack it up to fourteen. You need to vote with your wallet. If this, if you don't like Battle Royales, or you think point. that this price point or this this option of having the consumer pay for it instead of the store or whatever, if you don't like it, don't fucking buy it. And don't think. Austin. Yeah. <laughs> And don't think that because you're only one player, it doesn't matter. In this case, we are such a niche game. In this case, it game. definitely matters. Yeah. I mean, if we think about all the local stores that play, there's probably 20 to 30 of us in central Indiana that play this game. Yeah. That will play this OP yeah, game actively. You gotta, you gotta think. I don't know. There's maybe about four. But they a lot go of them to share the same places. Yeah. There's definitely less than 50. But that's what I'm saying is, if two of us don't buy boosters, that shows up on their radar for the Midwest. Like, Indiana, that's all a 5% drop. A 5% drop is still a drop. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I just... Uh, honestly, at this point, I can already say that unless our store needs me to play in order to keep the number fair and have enough people to play... You're like this I don't every event, though. It, the last few, because... Age well, of I can tell you right now, if, if it's going to cost the store... Uh, significantly more money than I. We're not doing it. Period. Yeah. At, at our venue, we also we don't have increments of eight. We don't. I don't know that we would have enough people because if we only have four four people, this is all theoretical. But let's say you only have four people show up or five people show up. That store is stuck with seventeen dollar booster with three seventeen dollar boosters every month they that they sell. cannot sell. Like, That's fifty four dollars. It's funny, Lost. isn't it? Like, just the way they like... So, again, know. it's a case-by-case basis. For some stores, it's going to work out fine. It's not going to be an issue. Whatever. We'll As we get more information, we'll be talking about it. This will be an ongoing thing. But This set, uh, the secondary market on this set might be insane. Uh, just gonna... If no one buys the boosters yeah, like I'm... they shouldn't, then that's fine. But you know what? WizKids doesn't profit off of that secondary yeah. market. That's all that matters. That's the thing of voting with your wallet. If you don't buy them from the stores... I know, but they're going to be Austin matters. Smiths everywhere that are just going to buy these boosters hoping for the golden ticket Tony Stark. That... But the stores aren't... The store's not buying the boosters is what's going to matter, too. Yeah. If the players I... don't... If the players say we're not going to be playing because the price is too high, the stores aren't going to buy the booster. So players, you'll still play. manage. To Again, as people. there's a couple, there's a couple things we, as we went through and talked about other couple things where we said we don't know for sure on this. As we get more concrete information, we'll we'll I mean, you know, as you, talk about it again. As you saw, my opinion changed from last week to this one. More information does change. Things. Let's finish up the interview here. So AJ says, will the sales of TMNT be used as an indicator for future non-comic properties? 
Or are these side sets going to happen regardless to some degree, such as Lone Ranger, etc.? So that's another really good question from AJ Reese. I'm so sure he, he was mad that he mentioned Lone Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> so Justin says, yes, but we are always going to try new things. Some projects are no-brainers like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but some are more speculative. For Street no Fighter, it took you he long. He put Street Fighter in quotations, what? or in parentheses. So he's saying in the past we were trying a lot of different things. Some were surprise hits like Street Fighter, some not so much, probably like Bioshock. Given the rapid expansion of the product line, we decided to cut back on properties and even made some SKUs like the primer displays. Uh, we were hearing and seeing some signs of this and made the decision to slow down the expansion of the platform. That's probably a good idea as as AJ reset when you're going for fucking Lone Ranger and Pacific Rim, which didn't sell that. That well. was exactly actually that time period. And they did Assassin's Creed. They yeah. did, yeah. which they, did not sell whatsoever. I think they were just Rob still got Assassin's Creed in there. As, as he said, there was kind of them fishing out and trying to see what would hit, what wouldn't, and then like all of it bombed. They're like, we're gonna stop doing this for now. So what? Ju- what's and this is another question where Zarin actually does answer directly. You know, and he's saying they're always going to, they're never going to stop doing non DC, non Marvel things, but they have slowed down because they got, you know, they, they tried a bunch of different stuff. Not much of it stuck. And, uh, Lone Ranger. Yeah. Who the hell thought Lone Ranger was going to sell? I'm not really sure. I mean, even like a property like Pirates of the Caribbean or something didn't, wouldn't have landed. In the same vein, here, uh, Realms user Wilkes asks, what does it take to get a new property into HeroClix? If Turtles does well, could we see uh, expansion into more pro- properties? And Justin says, it depends. Honestly, there are too many factors to give a meaningful answer, but in the end, we look for a, a depth of content, fan base, Lone Ranger, appropriateness, All right. Lone Ranger, Lone Ranger. <laughs> and a lot of financial criteria. Sometimes we take a more strategic approach where we asked ourselves, do we want to be in kaiju space? And we moved past a lot of questions I outlined above. Uh, Matt Miller, are there any plans to cover this year's Worlds matches on Twitch? If so, were th- will there be color commentary? Which might, which I think is the route the to brand? go. Is the yeah. route to go, because here's the thing. For one, it, it makes it feel more they, official. So, uh, For two, you can never hear what the fucking players are saying <laughs> anyways. Yes. Am I right? You can never no, hear can never. anything they say. But uh, here's the thing. They did do this last year. Uh, last year was, Sort of. Well, yeah, but it was so boring. Like, the people they had up there were You just need to like, have absolutely knowledgeable people there. And what else you need is you need some way of displaying information on the screen. How how crazy would it be? I mean, again, this is probably unrealistic because clicks is not popular enough to really garnish this much effort. But you're watching the clicks match. The the us, us three are doing the the color commentary. Yeah, because we're course. talking about the potential moves that player A has on player B, and we're talking about a specific figure. We can pull up for the viewer the dial of. Eclipso. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and underneath it, or let's say Superman 001, and underneath it, Eclipso, that, who is attached to Superman number one, we can show the viewer what's lined up, what options the player has. But he'll probably get As it. we talk about it, it will be much more interesting for the viewer to be able to see that. I've done, I've done a lot of streaming stuff in the past, and I've worked with all kinds of streaming programs and stuff. It is possible... It's going to take them building their own database, or it's going to take them pre-locking in, like, when people turn in their build sheets, forward that information to the guys that are streaming it, so they can actually get that info. Yeah, how not, yeah that's another thing you'd want to pull up before, you know, as the players set down, you pull up each player's uh, build, not what they wrote, but, you know, a, a actual typed uh, outline of their build sheet. Like, things like that. That's what it's going to take. It's kind of funny because the one thing I think that would make this way more doable to make a more enjoyable experience for watching HeroClix, delay the stream by an hour from the actual game and give them an hour to set up and describe everything and then do the color commentary. So don't do it live? Don't do it 100% live. Yeah. Because first off, it's not going to matter to us an hour afterwards. Yeah, that's a good point. Matt Miller asks, what's next for HeroClix technology-wise? More tab app stuff or a God, new no. Hero Clicks Online? <laughs> Justin says no tab app, <laughs> which was a novel attempt at broadening the appeal uh, to a younger audience, but ultimately failed to catch on. What are you talking about? Two dollar fifty cent target <laughs> target tab app? Kids. He says our latest trial was Extreme Hero Clicks. We supersized two figures, placed them in a new retail channel. 
the intent was to see if a non-gamer will purchase a figure and find their way to a local game store. I know many of the fans didn't understand the initiative. In some ways, that was the design. But if we if we wanted to sell to existing players, we would have put them at the game stores. So far, and which would be why a lot of you guys have probably never heard of Extreme Hero Clicks. He says, so far, Extreme Hero Clicks is our best-selling SKU we've ever placed at Toys R Us. That's actually really cool. Even going back to Topps Era WizKids. While I know some existing players have purchased them, I'm confident a lot of the new consumers have dabbled in the line as well. We're still working on the math of, on the supersized line. If we can make the financials work, we'll sharpen the message, such as buy at Chain X and go to play at your local friendly local game store. We'll probably expand the offering to something that makes sense for the game. And lastly, we'll figure out how to pull in our loyal partners' game stores into the program. Um, and then Matt Miller asked a question that needs to be asked. All right. And he's oh obviously... Oh my gosh, no way. He's obviously a listener of our podcast. Uh, which is a better chili garnish, Cheez-Its or Fritos? No way! No way! <laughs> no, this is really... <laughs> Unfortunately, Zirin says Cheez-Its. Yes! Costco. Shops. I win! <laughs> Spider Nick 88, last question. Oh my god, that is a real question. <laughs> I can't believe he asked Zero. So, shout outs to whoever shared this. You know, let me give them credit. Um, because I had not seen this interview. Here it is. Chris Stockhouse messages on Facebook. I don't know if you've been reading the interview Zirin has been giving, but the Turtles are Modern, there will be Turtle Connors. Ah, oh, that's not who what it was. Shout outs to him, though. There's another person who messaged us. <laughs> Who messaged us and said, I hope you guys have seen this because they literally talk about cheeses. They did a write-in interview, Aaron. Dude, shut up. I with hair. I know. With the CEO of WizKids and someone asked him whether he preferred Cheez-Its or Fritos on his chili. Dude, it's Cheez-Its. You think it's... Boom! Well, you're brothers, so you suck each other's Dude, dicks or whatever. <laughs> oh, it was Reno Con. Josh. They gave Cheez-Its us the heads or chili. Right. Cheez-Its or Fritos. Cheez-Its on. or Fritos and your chili. Cheez-Its or Fritos on chili? Oh my chili. gosh, that was a tiebreaker. <laughs> That's the gayest answer I've ever heard. All right. Just stop. You're not helping. Crushed red pepper. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's your opinion of Fritos? All right. Do we want to do some? Uh... Goddamn shit ever made. So Fritos. <laughs> so default to Cheez-Its. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Nope. No bad Samaritan this week, but we are gonna do uh, take a quick trip. Before we do uh, mailbagging and then get out of here. Oh, God. So, Drewster, <laughs> what you got to sell me, buddy? Hey. Take, yeah. What you got to sell me today, Mr. Drew Austin, at the uh, Silver Age Value Horn? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I, I'm, I had to knock off the cobwebs as I walked in the door. Hey, all right, just because we the have business been... isn't good. <laughs> have you heard about these $17 boosters? It's that probably a... killing your business. That is a value. Killing your overhead. No more customers. All right. Charging $17, not at the value corner. <laughs> anyway, we're getting in a little bit more expensive today. These figures might be, might be a little more expensive. Well, I mean, you got to keep up with the $17 price tag times, you know. The yeah. times they are changing, as they say in Fallout. That's what they say. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about a guy. A guy, huh? A guy. That doesn't well, narrow it down. Of course we're talking about a guy. Have you ever been on the streets, Hunter? A few times, yeah. Have you ever been on the streets of Gotham? I mean, I have to go and find Austin's mother. That's typically where she's working. It's on the streets. <laughs> usually by usually by you your corner, actually. So, you're talking shit so anyway, proceed. Proceed. Uh, Austin Smith actually left. He's uh, going to get his mother. <laughs> what a man! I need a drink. Okay, so let's talk about this guy. All right. He's a hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. Had a bowl cut once. Bowl cut. All right. Let's see if I can figure this out. Roy G. Bivolo? Roy G. Bivolo. Was it uh, Mole Man? Mole Man, yes. Mole Man did have a bowl. That was the most iconic bowl cut I can think of. Mole You're Man. totally wrong. There's somebody else who had a bowl cut. Didn't Captain Cold have a bowl cut at one point? No, I, no. I, no? Just, he's too cool for he's, that. He's too cool for that. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? You get it? <laughs> we are, of course, talking about the number one guy. Oh, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. How did I not see it? How did you not see that? So what? What's Guy Gardner? Are you trying to sell me? Uh, 
None of that War of the Light stuff, alright? Oh, this, this is the Silver Age Value Silver Age Value Coin. Have you ever been on the streets on it? Yeah, a few times. The streets of Gotham. Not the streets of Gotham. Yeah, they're, you don't want to go there. They're pretty. I don't know what this guy's doing on the streets of Gotham. <laughs> He's a great. Yeah. What does. Uh, she doesn't like her hair anymore. What does Green Lantern, uh, Guy Gardner, have to do with the streets of the Gotham? That's well, probably the farthest place. That's the last place Guy Gardner really is going to visit. Yeah, what's he doing there? I don't know. He's. He's Lunch. getting drunk at his favorite pub in Gotham. Anyway, this guy's numbers Maybe are okay. buying a potato. You might be looking at yourself. Well, Drew, how many points? 142 points. A bit of a heavy investment. 142 points. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. You're going to be investing quite a bit in this guy. But he's got a fucking bazooka. All right? He's got a bazooka. A literal bazooka? On his shoulder. It's like a, not a literal bazooka, but you know, it's like a Green Lantern bazooka. So I kind of like that better. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Why wasn't that a construct? The bazooka? Why wasn't there the a bazooka? Because Guy Garner didn't give him the fucking permission. Give him yeah. energy explosion. He didn't give him the digital rights. <laughs> the digital rights to the bazooka. He literally has Green Lantern bazooka. <laughs> what copyright. makes this? What makes this? What makes this? Uh, what makes this Guy Gardner so special? Well, I don't know. You tell me, Chief. Well, let me tell you. I was gonna tell you. He's got this. Uh, he's got this trait called "I carry this team." Oh shit. He's carrying the team. Put the team on my back. He's also carrying a bazooka. This <laughs> <laughs> is the bazooka. Darren shot. <laughs> When Guy Gardner is adjacent to a character with whom he shares a keyword, unless they have already been modified by this effect, modify Guy Gardner's damage value by plus one and the adjacent character's oh, defense hot, value by plus one. Hot damn. That's pretty That'd good. That'd be useful if he has some good keywords. What kind of keywords do you have? He's got uh, Just League Core, Just League, and Just League International. Green Lantern Core, sorry, not Just League Core. Justice League Core? Is this yeah, why don't you go look it up? It's the new ATA. <laughs> Justice League Core? Yeah, uh, you know those are three keywords that have gotten a little bit better since the old guy Gardner came out. He's got they yeah. gotten a lot of love. Considering yeah. I went to build a JLI team freaking Tuesday, and Superman and Wonder Woman has a lot of Justice League they, international it, keyword it, figures. They do, they they sure do. Austin Smith, look at this. The guy Gardner is such a good figure. I got Drew and Austin agreeing and uh, coming to a that's a Nobel right. Peace Prize that's right, right there. So, but we're not done. <laughs> oh, we're not okay. done. We got. Top dial. He's got this ability. He can use charge and flurry. Never good. Mm, Never good. Ever. Never. He's got eight range, by the way, and in Dom. Kind of. And Justice League team ability. You know, that's. (laughs) Best team ability in the game. That's for sure. As opposed to Brotherhood of Mutants. Started with that. I would have been sold Uh, instantly. Exactly. Guy Gardner can use charge and flurry. When he uses flurry to attack the same character twice, who doesn't? You know, you. You you want to kill it. Let's be honest here. Damage dealt by the second attack is penetrating Ooh, damage. I'm digging it. I was going to say, that's his one downfall. Is he's he's the one character that oh, can charge for the exploit. What? Austin. He's got, that's his downfall. He's getting plus one damage if he's got a bro next to him. He's like, pound it, bro. No, that's what you know what his Boston though. accent He's like, pound it, bro. And he just downs. I'll, 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 I'll take a 10-4 and then another 10-4 that's penetrating. I'll take that yeah, anyway. I... I <laughs> Yep. 10-4, bro. 10-4, uh, He kind of falls off a little bit, but you're like, what, Drew? Okay, he loses some attack value, but what does he get in, in exchange? I'll tell you. He can use exploit weakness, and he possesses Battle Fury. Oh, there's that exploit we want. He's wanted. like, fuck this bazooka. I'm okay, going in. I'm going, I'm going in. in. He's hitting him with the bazooka is what it is. So, yeah, three damage with exploit Battle Fury. Exploit bazookas. <laughs> you're weak to bazookas now. <laughs> This after, guy, after fighting Arkham Origins Bane, I think everyone's weak to Bazooka. This guy's uh, this guy's one of my favorite figures. He's pretty good. I like him. I like him. The last three clicks of TK, I like it. He's actually one of those I go straight to if I'm building a larger point JLI teams just because... Yeah, awesome. That trait, man. Yeah. That trait's pretty useful. That trait's pretty good. He carries his team. Just like him. Darren Sharp. <laughs> Didn't he get arrested for something? By the way, here's a funny thing. Now, how much would Guy Gardner cost you? That's the question. So what we got to do our prices? Uh, no, not prices right. Closest overall. Guy Gardner, Cool Stuff Inc. Two forty nine. Two forty nine, Austin. You think? What is he an OP? He's an OP participation prize, isn't he? No, no. he is a rare from Streets of oh, Gotham. Oh, yeah, Gardner, no. rare from Streets of Gotham. Uh, Zero two seven. Four forty nine. Four forty nine. I'm gonna say uh, six fifty. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll split the difference. Uh, no, I won't. I feel like he's more than that. 
He might be. I'll go. It's close without going over. Be conservative, Hunter Smith. No, it's go with not. The penny. It's closest period. I'll go seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. I'm You're going right. high. Seven ninety nine. Hot fucking dog. Hunter <laughs> 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 <Hold> Smith. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that dirt off. Seven ninety nine, and this is a really good figure. This is uh, this will spice up I your day. I wasn't expecting teams. anything in Streets of Gotham. For those who think I cheated, we literally had no idea what Drew was going to talk about until until yeah. about thirty minutes ago. Seriously, <laughs> so. you didn't cheat. All right, uh, let's open up the mailbag. Do a little mail action here. Let's open up the sack. Some would say we got uh some would, but got a, I don't think they should. <laughs> a few things in the Santa sack this week. Uh, we'll start with Facebooks while I'm. Facebooks. There's multiple Gmail books of the face. Reno Con's the one that gave us the head up, heads up on the Zero interview and the Thank Jesus you, questions. Reno. Reno's the man. Uh, Malcolm Rushman from Japan got a question. Uh, what do you want to get for Hero Clicks or Hero Clicks related item as a Christmas gift? What do I want to get? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing actually. I already buy really them. A good <laughs> Gambit and Uncanny X Men. <laughs> How much is he, like 20 bucks? The one in Wolverine X Men is really good already, but. He's expensive too. I'm totally on board with more Nah, games. he's not too. He's not, no. 20 oh, was he a just rare. a rare? He's a regular rare. Yeah, he's yeah. just a rare. He's not on the And he was on the set, in the set too, not in the. Yeah, I thought right? he was. I thought he was. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was the uh, team, one of the team bases. No, he wasn't one that came so. attached to it. I don't think he was. Because I had two of them. Because um, those figures go for a pretty bad. Yes, hmm. that Iceman is still pretty high. You know, I, I'm, I've got one thanks to WizKids messing up there because they put one in your booster. <laughs> yep. I'm pretty good on Hero Click stuff, honestly. Yeah, man. You can... um, maybe, I mean, the only things I really want are just a, a handful of some super rares from uh, Superman Wonder Woman. I've got I'm, a couple Iron Men still to hunt down Iron from Man. my list. Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man. Which one's Austin? Uh, I don't know. I gotta finish my list. I don't know. I you gotta make that list. Check it twice. I, I do actually get because a buddy of mine is uh, selling all his stuff, and he literally strictly owns Iron. Who? Alex Daly. Oh, I don't even know he yeah. had stuff. Yeah, so. he's he maybe that's why Iron you Man guys Warriors. love each other so much. Yep, we're that. Iron Man fanboys, and we play Mech Warrior online all day. Robots everywhere. Bunch of losers. Game uh, for robots. If you had to give a Hero Clicks or Hero Clicks related item to your co-host. What would it be? It could be a real gift or a gag gift. Oh, God. He says, have a happy, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Don't party too much on New Year's Eve. I'm going to be on call, so I can't party too much. I'll be drunk and at home. Thank you, though. <laughs> uh, what I don't know. I see you smirking over here. I don't, I've tried to think. I think I'd probably get Austin something he needs for his uh, Iron Man case. Yeah. I love you. His display. But you already I'm gave getting, me a $40 Ultron for my birthday. I don't need it. I'm getting him something different, though. I already got Damn it, I haven't got you anything yet. You're going to give me oh, Arceus. I'm you an Arceus, yeah. Drew? Hmm. What would you get, Drew? You know, I wouldn't make him a Sabretooth and a trench coat, but somebody beat me to it. Someone beat you to that, Tony Bradley. Thank you again, Tony Bradley. I, uh, I, I count my blessings every day. Maybe I could make a trench coat wearing a Sabretooth. I'm going to write a sternly worded letter to WizKids to have them change the Brotherhood of Mutants or TA to actually be good. And all right. Be an well, the ATA is good. The ATA, the ATA is. is but. So, I mean, I think that was their attempt at Too bad I can't play Sabretooth. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll write them a letter telling them that the Sabretooth of the upcoming set should actually be Wolverine and be freaking Victor in it. It's probably what's going to happen. It is, because that's what he is in the comics, or at least was for a short period. James Craddock gives us a message on Facebook, because he's, he's a good boy. He follows us, likes us on Facebook. I you know what? I, I just want to say, I'm not going to say that all fans are better for following us on Facebook, but, but they're I'll substantially better for following us on Facebook. I'll say it. Uh, so before <laughs> I, we talk about his uh, message, we'll kind of recap for those who may have missed it. A few weeks ago, we talked about the whole cool stuff thing, where... Was it uh, Superman Wonder Woman was the, yeah, the, the yes. issue? So, uh, with Superman Wonder Woman set, WizKids decided to limit how much product they sent to the big brick-and-mortar stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cool Stuff was one of those stores. And they were audibly upset at this, and most of them were. Uh, and Cool Stuff, instead of selling the boosters they had already sold on their website to us as pre-orders, they basically canceled, refunded all the pre-orders, and then just used all their boosters for selling singles. 
And we talked about how, for once, we kind of thought this was... A lot of people were mad at WizKids for limiting products. We said... Oh, sorry. We said uh, we kind of... This one's a train wreck. We were, actually, we were actually on WizKids' side this time. Yeah. If, if we had to pick a side, you know. Um, cool stuff could have kept to the pre-orders they had already sold and actually fulfilled those orders, but instead they chose to sell singles. Uh, Austin talked about how they don't have as much to worry about because they don't have as much overhead as a regular store and all that stuff. James Kratis gives us a little education, though. James says, in case you haven't been notified already, which we have not, Cool Stuff is a brick is a brick and mortar store who happens to be damn good at using their online sales effectively. See, I didn't know that, so thank you for that. He says, they have four physical buildings in Florida that used to run Heroclix events. You kept implying they are a warehouse with low overhead. Well, they definitely have to have a warehouse, but anyway, they are not. Keep up the fun and informative show. Thanks, James. Uh, let's see. Darren McCracken had a rules question. If I have perplex and I'm assigned a construct from the blue battery, okay, do I get a second perplex? The answer is no. Uh, expound on that, Drew Austin. Well, not, see. not only no, but but so uh, does he have the regular perplex or does he have the blue battery? I think he perplex. has. Which one does he have, Hannah? So, to my knowledge. And I'm a little out of date, he, I'll admit. Yeah, you know, I, I don't care as much about HeroClix anymore, so I don't keep up with every two days when they put out new fucking rulings. To my knowledge, though, the way it always used to be was if you already had possessed the power from your own oh, dial, yeah. that if you got a new source, you had to use the original source. Right. So in the olden days, if you had... Saeed, or no, that's a bad example. Let's use somebody who's not a blue. Uh, uh, Doctor Voodoo has perplex. Right. All right. He already has it on his dial, and I give him a blue construct. It used to be Voodoo could only use the perplex he already had. Okay. He could not use the the additional source. I'm pretty sure they changed it to that. You now have the the option to do which I one I was going to say. I think it's and choice. wasn't that after Worlds? I feel it like was. it had something to do with Worlds. It was with Parallax. Okay. There was a debate yeah, with Parallax. That you're a, you're oh, right. I remember this. And I'm pretty sure they changed their mind on the ruling. It was on the WizKids event system. And they changed their mind, and they basically give you the option. Okay, so use whichever one you want. Now, if you have normal perplex, normal perplex is better than the blue battery. So just use your normal perplex. You do not get two, though. You can't use yeah. both. Wouldn't that be just... That much so we know for sure. So what does double willpower do? Do you, do you take three know. actions? No, you undo. Yeah. yeah. It's a double negative. You ignore the ignoring. Of the so you just damage. take pushing damage. <laughs> um, your willpower is so strong that you undo your ability to not take pushing from the first token? Yeah. If you guys follow us on Facebook, you can look at our the oh, posts on our yeah. wall. This man, James Garrett Gardner, sends us a picture of like six cases of RC Cola and says, saw this and I thought it drew. I see cherry is pretty cherry. I just want to say that that man is probably on a government watch list because no one takes pictures of RC. I'm not gonna lie, I've had RC. I've had RC cola cherry. Is there a van that follows you around now where you go and takes pictures? It's actually not the worst thing in the world. It probably isn't. It's more like cherry flavor. The cherry probably drowns out the charcoal. It's it like does. cherry it, flavored urine. That's it is. Bad. I would. You. You tell me. You want to drink cherry flavored urine? Get out of here. I give it a shot. I would not drink cherry flavored urine. No, I can honestly say that. I don't know. Maybe uh, you get me drunk enough, I'll do anything. That's what I've heard. Really now? <laughs> hey Drew, you said you were going to be drinking alone on Christmas Eve. You want to come over to my house? I said. I said New Year's, not Christmas Eve, Austin. Oh. Well, we're going to wrap things up. If you guys would like to send us a message and have it answered on air, you can just hit us up. Dial H4 Hero Clicks. That's all one word. At gmail.com. Or if you like us on Facebook. Which you should which be. good fans do. Uh, you can send us a message there or you can post on our wall like these good folks and Did fellows. Did we hit 500? I don't think so. Let's, let's do a... Let's do a... Four sixty-seven likes. We got six new ones this week. That's not very impressive, folks. I'm pretty depressed. Everyone within the sound of my voice, go to your Facebook. Click on They're Dial all H like, page. Give them the disappointed dad voice. Go to Dial H page and share this puppy on your Facebook. I don't page. care if they don't play Hero Clicks. Say, hey, like these it. guys are cute. 
We are cute. You should like them. I'm just saying we're adorable, but... You're adorable, we're cute. There's a difference. (laughs) Next week, we will not be doing a podcast on Christmas, obviously, but we'll be back the week after that, so we'll see you guys later. If you have any questions in the meantime, just hit us up on Gmail or Facebook. Later, kids. Later. Later, Later, homies.